Well, good morning and welcome. If you are new, welcome to everybody. But if you are new, thanks so much for being a part of our, our service today. Uh, did, you, did you feel it last week? That little tinge of coolness? Yes, winter is coming. Snow is coming. Yes, I just can't wait. We have a big giant blizzard, you know. Aren't you waiting for that? No, okay. You know, I found that interesting. I've said this before. Canadians are supposed to be hardy people. But when I talk about the wonder of snow and the wonder of winter, they look at me like I'm crazy. Anyway, some of you know, or many of you know, that my mom passed away several months ago. Now, she knew the Lord. She had Alzheimer's for, for several months. Well, actually, a few, few years. She didn't even know us. She's with the Lord. She knew the Lord. So she's in perfect bliss right now. But when I went to the, uh, the funeral, uh, I actually uh, found a picture of this kind of entrance marker to this uh, graveyard. She was buried in Oak Park, Georgia. It's a little tiny town in South Georgia. And this is the picture I found. The Shepherd H. Finley... Uh, Right here you can see Family Cemetery originated 1907. There's a really, really, really old cemetery. Well, I kind of have a habit. If I go to a burial early or stay a little bit later, I will walk among the tombstones and I'll look at them. And as I look at the tombstones, I will ask myself questions like, you know, who was that person really? What was their family like? Um, Did they live life well? Did they end life well? So I find myself often doing that that kind of a thing. And you know, you can actually learn an interesting amount of, of information by reading somebody's obituary or looking at their tombstone because oftentimes they'll tell us some detail about that person. I did a little bit of searching on the, on the web and I found some interesting engravings on tombstones. Here's one of them. Al Capone, he was a, a notorious gangster in you know, the previous century. And on his tombstone, you know, he killed a lot of people, did a lot of bad stuff, was this. My Jesus, mercy. Karen Carpenter, she was this incredible singer in the late 70s, early 80s, this amazing golden voice. She died of heart issues because of uh, uh, an eating disorder. On her tombstone is this, a star on earth, a star in heaven. Will Rogers was a famous actor, orator, philosopher in the previous century. On his tombstone were these words, I never met a man I didn't like. Lester Moore, this is an interesting one. I assume this is true. He was a Wells Fargo station agent in Naco, Arizona in the cowboy days of the 1880s. He's buried in Boot Hill Seminary, uh, Cemetery in Tombstone, Arizona, not Seminary, Cemetery. <laughs> and here's what it says. Here lies Lester Moore. Four slugs from a 44, no less, no more. So, I don't know if that's true or not, but it was interesting. In the state of Utah, at the gravestone of a woman, her name was Kay Andrews. She was known for her delicious fudge. She made this delicious fudge and she shared it with people. So, what they did was, they put her recipe on the tombstone. <laughs> Must have been mighty good. <laughs> mighty, mighty good. So, here's an obituary. 
I'm going to read it. This is a sad one. Dolores had no hobbies, made no contribution to society, and rarely shared a kind word or deed in her life. This is in like the newspaper. I speak for the majority of her family when I say her presence will not be missed by many. Very few tears will be shed and there will be no lamenting over her passing. There will be no service, no prayers, and no closure for the family she spent a lifetime tearing apart. How would you like to leave that kind of a legacy? Well, to contrast that one, another one was found in Florence, Alabama, at one of the old antebellum plantations. And apparently this, and this was the, the owner of the plantation. And here's what it said. A man of unquestioned integrity. Now, as I walked around that cemetery after my mom was buried, I thought, well, you know, one day... I believe in this earth. And of course, you are too. We know that. You know, our lives are not meant for here for eternity. So we're going to die one day. Be buried somewhere. And let's say that someone goes to a burial where, you know, my gravestone is. And they're walking around doing what I did. They're looking at those grave markers and just asking those questions, you know. And they're walking with somebody that knew me. And they happened upon that grave marker that was Charles Stone. And this person is looking at that and said, you know, I wonder who this guy was. And this guy said, oh, I knew him. So if this person asked this person who knew me, what kind of life did he live? What did, what did he leave? Did he end life well? I had to ask myself like, okay, how would that person who knew me answer those questions? If the same happened to you, how would they answer those questions? Who was this person? How did they live life? Did they live life well all the way to the end? Well, Howard Hendricks uh, was a well-known Dallas Seminary professor, and he's with, been with the Lord for some time. He did a, a biblical study, and he found this. that said that two-thirds of the hundred people in the Bible with detailed biographies that we know a lot about ended poorly. Two-thirds. It's like an acting. You're only as good as your last act. Well, this message today is not a gloomy, morbid look at death and what happens when we get older, but really it's a message about how do we live life well? How do we end life well? How do we, how do we live each day well, each week well, each month well, and our lives, our whole lives, how do we live well and how do we end well? So here's today's big idea. Finishing well in life requires specific action in three time horizons. The past the present, and the future. Now, what I want to do is kind of set your mind to, to help you remember these ideas. Think of a triangle, okay? Got a triangle in your mind, and you've got this past. Isn't that cool? Look at that. <laughs> the bouncing ball. Followed by, it wasn't that cool? So that's cool, Charles. All right. Is that cooler? Okay, I'll go with that then. Think of these three time dimensions, past and present and, and future. We're going to look at those. The Apostle Paul is going to give us insight and realize that all these dimensions are constantly changing. What uh, will be in the future will become the present. What's in the present will become in the past. So the Apostle Paul helps us to understand how do we kind of relate to all of these dimensions of time so that we finish life well, finish the day well, finish the week well. So I'm going to be in Philippians 3, 12 through 21. If you want to get your Bibles, get your Bible app. Philippians 3, 
12 through 21. So I'm going to ask you if you would to stand and you can just follow along as I read this passage. Philippians 3, 12 through 21. Let me get my reading glasses here. Okay, this is the Apostle Paul writing this. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made